Season 2, Episode 5, Run Amuck with Rex and Chuck. I am Rex, and I have my friends with me. We've got Chuck. Hello, hello. And Mr. Nate. Greetings. We are uh, gathering tonight, finally, after a bit of a hiatus. It's been, what, two months? Yeah, quarantine's over, folks, and I think it's been more than been two months so we haven't been together since easter yeah easter and quarantine was already on by that time right yeah we were breaking the rules for easter yeah we were yeah but now it's over yes. officially and uh, well i mean for, for the now. most part i went to a red robin yeah. yesterday yeah and sat down and ate lunch did, so yes. it's it's a f- when i can go sit and eat a giant cheeseburger with an sure. egg on it and not have to take it home that was a good choice by the way then yes. yeah quarantine's over <laughs> although yeah i mean there's there's still a lot of things that we wish we're open that are not like gyms and movie theaters. Ha ha sucker. No, <laughs> there's no, a gym that's wrong? been open for well, there's, weeks. There's one, yeah. but not all of them. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's exactly the kind of gym that you would think is open. So shouts out yeah. to Metroflex Marietta, yeah. um, you know, for being the IE Mecca sure. of, of the official gym of COVID-19, by the way. Right. COVID loves Metroflex. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, but, so uh, what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, uh, you know, we've, and we've done this topic before, but it's like we haven't been together in so long. I feel like our fans are just dying to know what we've been up to and how maybe we've developed as human beings over Ooh. the last few months. Mm. So have we so learned anything? Tonight. Yes. Yeah. Learned as always. Lessons. You know, but mm-hmm. uh, I just thought we'd start with the question, you know, hey, man, what'd you do on your COVID vacation? Yeah. Um, I cried a lot. Yeah. 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 Which is actually makes true. Makes sense. This isn't a lie. I did cry a lot, but it's because we're going through this foster adopt thing. Oh yeah, and I'm having to watch all these videos of just how terrible these situations are for these kids. Right. And yeah, there's there's definitely some tears in my in my two or three months of COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, open the open the door, draw back the curtain a little bit on that process, because uh well we're don't tell us anything that you know i can't tell you yeah or, or that you just yeah you know <laughs> i don't think we've hit anything that's sensitive yet but uh like we won't be able to talk about individual children but um so yeah it's foster to adopt for our area it's actually like a third-party company that's working be- between us and the county they're helping us to get ready to be like officially a foster home for the county uh, that's involving a lot of training, um, like CPR, uh, a lot of setting up the house, making it safe. And, and then a lot of just like training for how do you handle kids who have dealt with emotional abuse, physical abuse, um, all the different kinds of abuse. And, and those videos and trainings in particular were just rough, man, to, to watch what some of these kids have to go through. I'm like, can we just adopt them all? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But we're going to start with one or two and see um, what God brings us. Mariah, um, in particular, is actually very excited. She's hoping for twins. Yeah. Of course. I, I don't know where she got the idea of twins. And I don't the know. twins have names? Yeah, she's named them Carly and Tito. Nice. Right. So it's going to be a boy and girl twin. If, if there is a boy and girl twins named Carly and Tito, we have to take them. Well, yeah. yeah. That, there's like no, no question there. Divine <laughs> right. providence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's been a, a fun, rough, exciting, scary journey. Uh, and we are on track to be able to open our door, hopefully as a foster care facility in like late September, maybe early October. All right. And 
we're hoping to adopt the children, but the program itself actually initially starts out with the idea of we're going to try to reunite the kids with their um, birth parents. Yeah. So as foster really? parents, our first job is to work with that family, do meetups every week, um, and prepare the child for that. Um, and then if the you know birth parents don't really quite work out, then we get the option first to adopt. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're hoping for. Um, it's, it's hard. I think that would be really hard to, to know like, Hey, this kind of abuse, whether it be physical or neglect or whatever happened, but then the parents turned it around enough that the courts are like, no, you can have the kid back. That's going to be rough. Yeah. Like to know that we're like, to feel like we're going to be better. parents. (laughs) That's going to be hard. I I don't know. That's definitely going to be a time of, of also many tears shed. But I'm I'm just hoping that that doesn't come, that we'll be able to adopt the kids that come into the home. Um, yeah. We'll see. It's yeah. been a journey. Yeah, it would almost be like a bittersweet thing if they got to go back to the birth parents. Because it's like, on the one hand, oh man, like, praise God that these people got their act together enough right. to get their kids back. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, they were also kind of supposed to be my kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And they did show one video where they interviewed parents who did get their kids back and what they went through. And you're like, okay, at least with that parent, I'm like, yeah, all right, that's great. You could tell that they love their kids, but man, I'm just worried about the parent that's like able to pretend. Yeah. Yeah. For a year or two. Like it it could be like 18 months before we know. Yeah. That's probably the worst. One of the, one of the worst possibilities. Yeah. The, the ones who, who are just purely just faking it. So sociopath. Yeah, so that's basically. that's the word. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So what about uh, what about you, Chuck? Well, man, God's been doing a lot with this quarantine thing because you and your family have been moving towards this huge mile marker in your lives of entering into the foster to adopt program. And in the time that we have been apart, God brought me and my family to a huge mile marker. Um, surprise, suckers! I'm the lead pastor of your church now, so. <laughs> Oh, let's shut this podcast down. We're done. And, uh, you know, there's no surprise about it. I mean, we were very intentional about the process and the whole church got to vote. You know, we did our best. Man, I got to say it was it was because of the quarantine. The whole process was just kind of weird. You know, yeah, Um, we had to set up distance voting like by text message and come up with the whole process for like, okay, how are the votes going to get counted? How do we make an official record? Thankfully, we were able to get back together in person uh, the day that we actually announced it. And as heartbreaking as it was for our first day back together to be pastor mike's last day also which is the culmination of like a six-year plan well i won't call it a six-year plan but it took six years for it to happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) um god's plan yeah between me and mike and was a 31 he was around for 31 years yeah no you Oh. How long have you been alive? I am 31. Yeah, so it's like a 31-year plan. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That's, yeah, so yeah. I guess if you think of the timing of it, it gets even more like, huh. whoa. Whoa. <laughs> like, you know, that's uh, cool. Get that really Keanu Reeves like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, really. <laughs> when I was born. Plan, he had this plan from beginning of time. Yeah. If we're really going to get well, into sure, it. Well, sure. That my birth somehow coincided with Mike starting mm-hmm. full-time ministry or, you know. That's interesting. So, yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 The church was born the same time you were born. And the Dodgers won the World Series that year. so Which is great for Mike. Yeah, yeah. 1988. It's a good year. 
88 was yeah, it was a very good year. Sure. Way better than 85. 85. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> or 84? <laughs> yes, indeed. Man, but we're old. Uh, well, you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us are. 80s. You know, hey man, I'm technically a millennial. So Well, technically I, so are we actually. No, we? the yeah. cutoff we're, we're right in between. The cutoff is 86. Yeah. Oh, I I haven't heard that. You guys yeah, are we're not millennials. I don't we're know, the, the Pepsi generation or whatever uh, it's called. Gen X. X? I yeah. think we're Gen Xers. No, dude. No. Gen Xers are like in their 50s, 50s 40s, and 50s. 60s. Really? See, there's something yeah. in between. That's well, there's something I, in between. Well, that's, and I think yeah. it depends we're the on. We're pre millennials. <laughs> yeah, well, there you yeah. go. The, I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. The adopted term is Xennial because it's a blend of X-annual? generation, we go. generation X and it is, but it's oh, a blend of generation X and millennial. We're a group of awesome. Okay. Everyone we are the best. after us is just terrible. Stupid. That's right. Like addicted to the internet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Memes social media everywhere. Yeah. 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 Not that, not that those like... are not entirely our fault, by the way. No, that's not our fault. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> You're ruining my rant. Yeah. Anyways. So uh, anyway, I yeah, became so the lead pastor of yes, your church. Lead pastor. Right. <laughs> it's good times. And, uh, I like it. Which just means we got to hassle you more, right? Yeah. We got to keep and, you in line. You know, trying to start out my preaching. Well, not start out my preaching career. I've been doing it now for six years. But, but your solo preaching Yeah, career. starting out my, my tenure as senior pastor with a nice, easy sermon on riots and racism. Thought I'd really... Yeah. Go middle of the road, take it easy. Okay, you yeah. know what? <laughs> you, know. you did a great job. You did. I thought it was a so. great sermon. That. Yeah. I think people were really paying attention because it is relevant in our, everyone's lives right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, people were into it, and I think you did good. I think you 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 brought the the biblical perspective, right? Which is what you were supposed to do. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate that. And thank great. you, by the way. No one else, no one in the audience would know this, but thank you for hearing the voice of the Spirit. And because you were the one who reached out to me and said, "Hey, um, have you thought about like talking about what's going on?" Because uh-huh. I wasn't going to. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was Good in the job. middle of studying Matthew chapter seven. All right. And when I got that message, was like, you know what? I can wait. I think your first, your first, <laughs> well your done, first response you. was. Nah, <laughs> no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna teach. You know, like, okay, but think about it, pray about it. Yeah, you felt yeah. the spirit pushing. And, yeah, because leading. I literally, I don't know where I was. I think I was at work. I wasn't thinking about anything, and then just suddenly, I was like, man, people are gonna be probably kind of like scared is the right word, but like concerned at least. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I wonder if he's. Con- I wonder if Charles is thinking about it. So then I just texted you, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was. It definitely felt to me after the fact that that. God just impressed it on my heart, and then I just felt like I needed to throw it out there. Well, good. It's still yeah. your choice. So your thanks decision. for being brave enough to do that. Yeah, well but, done, uh, both of you, for listening to the, the spirit. That's good. I mean, I was surprised you listened to me. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm going to do my best to try. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to bring it back around to what have you done on your COVID vacation. Mm. Uh, Netflix dropped this new Steve Carell show called Space Force. As oh. you guys know, I've been an avid fan of the Space Force since day one. Right. Actually, and this is 100% true. One of the few. looked up, uh, not on Google, but on DuckDuckGo, ah, uh, how to become chaplain for Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, thought, hey, you know, if I could oh. do it on like a reservist level, like one weekend out of the month, maybe it would be cool. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, yeah. like a local eventually department. get deployed to space. <laughs> We've got some struggling Space Force uh, soldiers. Space right. Marines. Space Marines? Yeah. Wait, okay. no. Really? No, that's not actually okay. what they're going to okay. be called. I was going to say. So, I mean, it's a department of the Air Force, so they'll probably use. Well, that's not necessarily true because the Marines are a department of the Navy and they don't use the same. 
uh, terminology right. for their no, rank I structure. Think, yeah. so. I think they would need their own set of terms I think so. I don't know if they've... confused between an airman and a spaceman. That's right. true. I don't know if they figured it out yet. Well, it's that's, too early in the process, isn't it? You know, it? producer, yeah. let's check that out. Yeah. See if there's a Space Force rank structure. It's the, <laughs> yeah. is the um, Space But in any Force. case, started watching the show Space Force, and it's another one of those things that's like, has potential. Like, uh-huh. funny at times. Sure. At other times, you can tell it's like, some producer was in a room one-on-one with Steve Carell and said like, hey, remember when he used to be Michael Scott? Mm-hmm. Can you do that again? Mm-hmm. Right. But now you're the general of the Space Force right, instead a of a name. manager of a middling yeah. paper company. Yeah. At times it feels like he's kind of reaching. Yeah. And also I just don't, you know, I mean, I get the joke, but why do we have to make fun of something that's like actually cool? Well, because not everyone shares your opinion that it's actually cool or you a got, good okay. use of government funding. Do you know how long it's? First of all, we can get in. We we won't get into second, that because but... we're no no time for that. But do we you will. know the last time that there was a new branch of the military? Oh yeah, it's been forever, right? Yeah, we weren't even alive. Right. It's when they took the air force out of the army. Okay. Because the air force started as the Army Air Corps. Oh. And then eventually, after World War II, became the U.S. Air Force. Good fun fact. Um, so it's been like mm-hmm. decades. Yeah. There's there was a whole generation that didn't see it happen. Sure. And now it happened. And well, it's and like so. Another fun one? fact. Well, right. yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. I know the joke is like, oh, there's spacemen and like space marines and ha 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 but like one of their big responsibilities is going to be cybersecurity uh because that but, was the responsibility of the air force and they weren't very good at it so well okay what satellites i'm sorry yeah so satellites is okay, okay. it's not something that a lot of people think about but oh, we that, have yeah a very strategic satellite network you ever heard we of do. gps right yeah no. american yeah. Thank you, yeah. by the way. <laughs> and it's highly necessary for how our military operates. It is, and those yeah. satellites need to be protected. Yeah. And we know that other countries, China is the first one that comes to mind, have researched satellite killing technology. Of course. Yeah. So we need to dominate space. Yeah, at least at least the space around Earth, yeah. 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 I'm not yeah, like all the like moon bases or right. whatever. That's that's still science fiction. You know, that's right. that's not the priority of the yeah, space. Force. It's not the point. It's not it's not Warhammer 40K, right? Right. Like See, that we're trying. No, if it was that, I'd be more behind it. Of course you would. Well, it's okay. It just seems just... like a boring thing, and they just put a fantastical name onto it. Like it, <laughs> fantastical, it, fanciful, fanciful. One of those. Fanciful. One of those words is right. Fantasy, fancy, yeah, and and fantastic. So to answer one. the earlier question, all members of the Space Force currently retain their grade and rank carried over from the air force it is not yet announced what the permanent rank structure will be okay all right see so they're still working on it. it's a work in progress and that's what i found out when i looked up how to be chaplain for space force right um was that they like they weren't hiring for the public you had to be in the military already and get transferred but somewhere in america somebody woke up today put on their uniform and had a name tape that said u.s space force and went to work right that's true to protect american satellites and cyber security. Hmm. So, and the question I had about that was, of course, well, if one branch of the government-controlled military, one branch of the military was not good at cyber security, what's to say a new one will be? Uh, lessons learned, you know, I guess hopefully so. as they rebuild it. Yeah. Like, hey, we, we know that we made some mistakes sure. the way the Air Force did this. And... They couldn't just restructure it in the Air Force? I mean, they probably could, but it has other responsibilities Sometimes, besides cybersecurity yeah. that made it appropriate yeah. to have space force. Moon bases. Mars bases. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah okay. No, Moon Let's go bases. to Mars. Yeah, yeah, all right. 
<laughs> no, that's true. I mean, Moon sometimes base. even in even in private let's, industry, let's you know. go find the proto molecule. Moonbase by 2024, I guess we're doing it. But yeah, even in even in private in the private sector of corporate America, you know, sometimes you cannot fix things just by a reorg or restructure. Sometimes you have to gut it and start over. Yeah. Mm. Became a huge fan of Elon Musk. Elon Musk, I think. Elon is a woman's name. Right. I think it's Elon. Okay, well, Elon isn't even a human name. <laughs> well, so. well, he may not be yeah, human. Just, yeah, there's that. There's that argument, too. And, I mean, I don't know if I'm actually a fan of him as, like, a person or even a CEO. Just but watching that, that rocket take yeah. off, I was inspired. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and that's is interesting. It, was it like, one of the ones where the parts landed? Yeah. Like they landed yeah, down there was a thing in the water. And the platform was, like, remarkably small. Right. Yeah. And they did a perfect landing. That's so because cool. Because Americans are awesome. We're, like, the only guys rocking this right now. Sure. Yes. I mean, most Reusable. of the parts that he used to assemble all that stuff was probably were probably made in China, but... No, dude. No. SpaceX has its factories here. Oh, yeah. good, good. Yeah. I'm glad. I, I'm I glad to hear that. I a company that made parts for them. Oh. Amanda makes parts for them. Oh, good. Okay. So, well, yeah, I'm glad to be proven wrong local... on that. It's nice. Yeah. And we're seeing even more of that stuff come back to America, by the way. Good. But All let's right. see. Uh, what else on COVID vacation? Read a couple awesome books because I do that. Reading is and good. I intentionally decided, all right, I need to get back into doing, like, leisure reading stuff that's not theology i did that too you know nice. i read a, me too actually i reread actually a series a three book series that i remember is it lord from. of the rings <sighs> no <laughs> would have been a good one to choose oh but my no um it's called it's a series called the outstretched shadow uh, interesting very slow to start but very good fun easy fantasy book has elves in it though and their names are just like ridiculously long mm. oh, so it is lord of the rings <laughs> yeah it's like no it's like yeah i mean everything after him is basically but it's based off of like the whole um the world of nern from dungeons and dragons oh okay so there's there's thousands of books based yeah. off of that world wow like all the the chronicles of dritz or whatever his name is uh no idea the C.S. Lewis? No. Was no, 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 something else. No, he had nothing to do with D and D. I'm pretty Anyways, sure he would. He would. There's a lot of books. I can't think you. of them. Oh, can't dude. think of them right now. A D and D game based around Narnia. Sure. Has that been done? Well, uh, you mean like a tabletop? Yes. I don't know. I mean, maybe we could. I don't. I don't know if it's if there's any game set up, but dude, you just take the characters and you just no, write I the know. story. Yeah, yeah. And then you just build the game around it. Okay, because, like, evangelicals have never gotten into D&D. For, yeah. Because it was considered, like, weird morally and satanic. Opposed. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Only right. kids I, who listen to Black Sabbath right. and smoke weed play Dungeons & Dragons. I tried to get you guys to play. We did. I we, was into it. But we were into it. Why did we stop them? Because other people that were playing with us were not into it. Whatever. We need to do some research. Mm. How do we get the rights to Chronicles of Narnia? You don't. <laughs> oh, sure. How much is that going to cost? A lot. How do we basically rip off Dungeons and Dragons? Well, you don't. All you have to I do is do that part. Let's just be realistic. That's what we're doing. Yeah. All you have to do is craft your your. I can do that part. Your all I've already your, done that. Part. Your DM has to do all the work of yeah. just creating. And the then once we've campaign. done that, how do we just print the materials? And I feel like there are millions of dollars to be made here. I feel like there are tens of dollars to be made. <laughs> I feel like there's tens of no, dollars dude, to lose. I'm telling and you. that too. Although, right. you know what? It'll I break might even. be completely wrong. Because I actually believe if Chronicles and Arnie was written today, Christians would hate it. Think, think so? so? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They would just be like, oh, this isn't this isn't the biblical story. It's so sad when I see that happen to stuff. All right, know. Nate. You need a turn. Oh, sure. What have you been up to? Try to before we wrap this up. Um, I also did some reading, um, which I was... I never really was into reading before, you know, after I stopped and 
college for what was required, but my wife was very into reading. She was a speed reader. Um, she could get through a book in no time, which always impressed me. I, because I've been trying to write more and sort of either journal or blog or whatever, somebody got me this book for Christmas, I think it was, or the birthday, Stephen King's uh, memoir called On Writing. And of course, it's about, what do you think? <laughs> Writing mm-hmm. uh, by one of the greatest fiction writers of you know our time. So it was really good. Um, I enjoyed it. And then I started another one of his books, just one of his standard fiction books, um, because one of the primary pieces of advice in the, you know, the writing book was if you're going to write, if you're going to be good at writing, you need to also be good at reading and read a lot. Yeah, you kind of need to, it helps you develop your vocabulary, yep. your sentence structure, helps you figure out how to make story arcs that are compelling. Yeah. You'll read it in other people's works and you kind of mimic it. Yeah. For Rex, sure. am it's I good. allowed to ask you about your book on the air? When he's done. <laughs> Uh, and then I was just keeping up with running with the dog and making progress with that, getting down to about, um, dude, you've been doing like three or four miles. Well, day? my typical, my typical day or nightly, cause I prefer to do it at night. I tried mornings and it was just murder. Um, <laughs> so yeah. nighttime is, is where it's at. Um, and I can do about 3.1 miles, which is a 5k. And I can do that in about half an hour plus a few minutes. Does running with a dog, do you think encourage you to run? faster slower well with her she's she usually is trying to be a slacker and hang back or, or really? trying to yeah trying to trying to go back home when it's not time to go home yet or trying to you know or she's looking at somebody across the street or a bike rider or another runner and she's distracted she's not she's, focused she's a... and then uh it's been nice to give you to be back in church and doing the worship team sound stuff that's yeah it's been awesome it's good it's been awesome so. to hear you thank you actually yeah so. yeah do you want to sing again on the podcast, no. But no, yes, I mean on Sunday. In, of course, yeah, anytime, anytime. <laughs> okay, all right. That'll be a different episode. I'm going to schedule you this weekend, then. There you go. All right, Chuckster, what's your question? The Have book. you worked on your book? How's your book coming, Mr. Rex? the COVID vacation? No. No. Okay. I have I was not. Just uh, no, I have not. The My free time, actually, during this has mostly, actually started with just trying to do, like I said, all the um, foster to adopt stuff. Um, you know, obviously, having a three-year-old having work um it's been very busy at work which is a whole nother thing um and then jeremiah came to visit and then just kind of all of our free time that i have had i've used for we were doing monday and wednesday night gaming yeah which has been really fun um but we'll have to adjust that now that we're getting back into this yeah Yeah. once a week is good yeah yeah by the way for everybody who's listening elite gamer club Right here. Yeah. We dominate. Everywhere we go, we dominate. It doesn't matter what game it is. Some of you do. Yeah. <laughs> we dominate. But we're only playing against each other, so yeah. I don't it doesn't know who matter. we're dominating. It does not but... matter. So somebody's got to be on the bottom. But if anybody's interested in joining us, that is totally a thing you yeah. can do. Uh, I so guess it'll be Wednesdays. Yeah, Nate. and and send us a comment or get in, basically get in touch with us somehow, and we'll give you the invite to the Discord channel, because that's where we coordinate through is Discord. Yes. Hey, plug your Twitch channel real quick. I... Am not doing that anymore because oh. nobody watched. I would like to if people were watching, but it's well, right now it's nothing. When this becomes a big thing, yeah, you'll get a follow. That's true. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my name on Twitch is just R A E N seven eight five six, I think. But we'll have to get you a new strong one. Strong plug. I'll we'll, probably we'll yeah. I know. <laughs> we'll get you a new one. I'll, yeah, I'll have to adjust that. Oh, it might be Nate the DBA, which is my website. Okay. Dot com. We'll but, set it up to yeah. Producer name. We'll figure it out. 
R-A-R-C-Nate. I don't know. We'll there we go. Yeah, we could yeah. do something like that. And then people will be like, yeah. It's a good idea. That guy, he's so cool. Yeah. He works for R-A-R-C for yeah. zero dollars. Yes. It's a fine, <laughs> it's a fine wage. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, uh, you know, at least we let him have like an online presence. Right. We Dutch do, is, yeah. Dutch does a good one. He's basically invisible. I know. Well, he does <laughs> yeah. so little work at this point. Like, he's around and he's supportive. Like, yeah. he definitely wants to see us succeed. But he's not doing a whole lot. No, he's not. But we might, we might have to talk to him. Whatever, you know, we'll figure it out. Uh, I still think we owe it to him to bring him on the show. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At least once. You may be like on his way out. Like maybe it's time for a us farewell to sever. show. Yeah. Oh no. It's time to sever this. It's a good thing you didn't listen to the show. I guess. Oh. Yeah. Because you would have just given that. It's kind of one of my big complaints, like ah, that our intern doesn't even together. listen to the show. I yes. Know. He just wanted some of the like. The cred, and like no, I don't care if it is this. Dutch, you're involved. on thin ice, bro. <laughs> That's right. It's almost over for you. <laughs> oh man. Uh, for those of you who have stuck with us, really glad to see you emerge from your homes again. Now that quarantine is almost over. For those of you going back to work, congratulations. Shout out to Georgina who's going back to work soon. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Corey who started a master's degree program. Yes. Mm-hmm. A couple right. weeks ago during the quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, well done. And who also managed to keep her job at Radio Children's. Um, very so, you good. know, very proud of just everybody who, at least in our circle, I've seen go through this. I didn't see anybody living in, in fear or doing crazy things. Yeah. Everybody I was talking to was on the right track. So, you know, really great job, guys. And um, can't wait to see you and have lunch with you guys in a public place once more. So anyway, for Run Muck with Rex and Chuck, I am Chuck. With me is Rex and Nate. And we'll catch you next time. All right, and just remember to follow us, like us, get in touch with us at RARCpodcast.com. RARC Podcast is the handle on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And we will see you again soon. Peace. All right, so we were talking about Wizard of Oz a second ago, and we had, Chuck had something to say about it. Yeah, did you not... Did you not know that the whole story has to do with, like, the gold standard? I did not. And it's it's the Wicked Witch of the West and the no. Yellow Brick Road, which is supposed to be, like, you know, the gold that leads to Emerald City. Uh-huh. Uh, the man behind the curtain has to do with the fact that once American currency came off the gold standard, right, it was all, like, a smoke and mirrors game because a dollar is now only worth what we, what we say it's worth. How right? much of that is, like hearsay versus like none like it's all 100 percent true like some, the guy behind the book or whatever was like this is what it's about yeah oh. no i did not know that yeah no chuck didn't make this up <laughs> this is true everything I, you say sounds made up to me i tend to believe it usually just because it sounds too it, it makes too much sense to not be true that i, I guess there was a, there was enough things that went yeah up. yeah, yeah. Although, for this story. Right. And I don't know what the metaphorical importance of the flying monkeys might have been, but... The monkeys are awful? Uh, yeah. Somehow <laughs> the communists. Yeah, probably that, too. <laughs> no, the only thing I ever heard about Wizard of Oz, is, well, probably much more well-known than that, was that it syncs up with Dark Side of the Moon, the Pink Floyd album. If you start them at the same... Or some, something yeah. like that. There's some You know, that was one of those things that, like... I've never When I was, like, 13 it. and the internet was new... Right. 
and I learned was, about it, I was so I was like, whoa, yeah, yeah, <laughs> mind you know? blown. It's like the, the first time yeah. I learned about EVP, I was like, there's yeah. no way this isn't real. Right, right, right. And then of course, because it because it is real. No, it's excuse not. me. <laughs> Did if you, guys... you if you believe well, in EVP, I have a smudge stick I'd like to sell you. Yes. Oh yeah. Water diviners, too. I'm interested. Also. No, dude, so it turns out water diviners are real. Oh yeah, that's there's that's something the, to that. Yeah. That's how our church found its water source. No. Yeah. Kidding. So they they paid like thousands of dollars for some company to come out with a bunch of sonar equipment. Well, but that's and uh, no, hang on. Okay. And the guys with the sonar equipment. Couldn't find anything. They said there's no water out here. Okay. And we needed to find water to even have a presence out there. Sure. And apparently we had already bought the land, so kind of cart leading the horse there, I guess. Yeah. Um, But in a last-ditch effort, the church hired some guy with, like, a divining rod who came and just walked around, and then the stick went into the ground, and he was like, oh, yeah, there's a ton of water under here. What in the (laughs) world? they drilled like 987 feet down and they were only going to go to a thousand feet and at 987 feet hit like a geyser and found out there's an underground river that flows across our you're not making this up no this is a hundred percent oh my god a true story pastor mike has told me this story like a thousand times um wow because it was part of how he'd fundraise for the it's on it's on the list of like how God moved it, we, <laughs> ahead of us because we didn't know what we that, were doing. Okay, all right, I, I'll. But literally, yeah, there's a stand river by that under our yeah. under our property. Yeah. yeah. So it turns out divining rods are real. Now, is that biblical? What divining? Rod? Is there any basis for that being true or false or, or? I mean, if you're frowned asking upon if there's a or... divining rod in the Bible. No, no, like specifically for finding water. I mean, is that something? Is that considered like paranormal? sort of that you know that that edge of that eastern sort of theology stuff that we don't no. hold to or is no, it, is it I don't less think divining rods have anything to do with like invoking the it's nothing spiritual okay all right i don't actually know how they're supposed to work okay Pull it well up. i don't either but i want to know yeah. now i want to know <laughs> see water divining divine. rods i think it has something to do with like magnetism it but probably... it's a wood rod, so that can't no. be right. <laughs> no, I was say, I've only... You know how roots are, like, attracted to water? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so is a stick. <laughs> I, that's... Because a stick, <laughs> kind yeah. of... It's basic science. Was a root. It's science that's 101. <laughs> water dousing is the okay. USGS technical term for it, which is... Water that's dousing. The... U.S. Uh, Geological Society, USGS, is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds right. Uh, water dousing refers to the practice of using a fork, stick, rod, or pendulum, or similar device to locate underground water, uh, and has been a subject of discussion and controversy for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. But it cool. is outlined here. It's a little bit too small for me to read, but I like to think that God can use anything and anyone. Yeah. To show us where the water. Is. I just want to know how it's supposed to work. It. I'm curious. It just tells you. It yeah. Just it just divines. Because if it's as easy as it looks, your boy might be opening a second business here. Yeah. Yeah. You can find water anywhere. Just head out to the. Uh, what is it called? Death Valley. Yeah. And just find water. For so the USGS does not have nice things to say about it. So they're That's they fine. sound like they're debunking it. 
Um, so that's not going to give you an answer. Even though it worked for us, I don't put my weight or I don't put much credence to the, to the gentleman himself who did the divining. So much so is God just being like, yeah, there's water down there. They'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. And I get behind. That's why I said I can get behind that for sure. Um, but yeah, the question of how it's supposed to work and whether it's, whether there's any science to it or not is a different question. Probably that we can't get into right now. But we are fiercely Googling just for the education of our audience. All right. How does a divining rod work? At what point does this end up on a podcast? Well, episode. it'll go somewhere. So I Googled how does a divining rod work. They don't work at all. Ding, ding, ding. Perfect. We have a winner. <laughs> Yay. Uh, yeah, there's there, there's stuff out there. You can find it, but it's a lot of it's going to be a lot of confirmation bias. It's going to be you're going to find some if you believe in it, you're going to find stuff that supports your belief in it. If you don't, you're going to find stuff that debunks it. That's the way it works. Okay. See, this is there's why all these people arguing about like, oh, you're being lied to, blah blah blah. I don't care if it actually works, even if it's completely made up. I want to know how it's according supposed to, to the legend. Oh, how it's supposed to I work. see. Well, I think Chris was act. Sorry, I think Rex was actually right on. Um, in saying that it's oh, just do not um, tell either, do not either, say to me it's either right wood now or that he was right on that because it's a stick no it's either wood <laughs> or it's magnets it's tree a, parts are somehow magically attracted I, to water it's science 101 no but I, you're you're asking you? you're asking for the non-scientific explanation so that's no nope, that hang on science well as of like a thousand years okay. ago yeah blah yeah. blah blah Okay, we need to move on. We Typically, do. the person that is dowsing holds sticks or rods and walks around right. a property in the hopes that the rods will dip, twitch, or cross right. when he walks over underground water. Yeah. The dowsing rods do indeed move, but not in response to anything underground. Right. They're, okay. They're just... they're Again, this is not getting me where I need I know. to go. It's, it's sad. We feel for you. I think we need to jump into our we first do. episode this here. Is, this is stupid. The internet is so stupid. Yes, <laughs> yes, think? it is. Sadly, we exist on it, but it is. All right. So anyway. This was a mistake. Mm. <laughs> Possibly. The internet was a mistake. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I could... actually. <laughs> I mean, our show you go back far exists enough. on it, but everything most... else on the internet was a mistake. Well, and most inventions are accidents anyway, but. No, I don't mean like. You mean, you mean the content, upon... the state of the internet today, yeah. Yeah, it's... no, yeah. I mean like. It's bad. Much in the same way that God made man, right. and then, like several generations later, was like, man, they suck. They, yeah. <laughs> what was it? Just, just this Sunday, it was something about uh, he regret. Well, no. he looked into the hearts yeah. of humankind even after the flood, right? And saw that all we cared about was evil. Yeah. All, he, all we cared about was you know getting ours. Yeah. And he said, man. It hurts my heart. How evil that's what it are. was, yeah. yeah. And so that's the same way that I think you're right. I think a lot of people who see, especially the people who are around when sort of the internet was formed in in the earlier days, they are looking at it now and saying, "Wow, this this is horrible. We yeah. we started this, and it's become a cesspool." I know where the divining rod came from. Where? What? I thought we were moving some on. Guy oh, had a, some guy had some sticks. He was just hanging out. And he's like, man, I really want some water. And then suddenly the flood came. <laughs> and so sure, it's just been like, you hold these sticks, you find water, and it just, you know. <clears throat> yeah. 
All right. Anyway, 